Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And joining me on StreamYard, it's a couple degenerates hunkered down in spare bedrooms and laundry rooms across Bowling Green. Bobby Reynolds, Adam Markham, gentlemen, how are we this evening? Got that pinky out. Bobby, this is an audio podcast for the most part. People cannot see you putting your pinky out while drinking. I'm guessing that's some sort of coffee with uh, some sort of whiskey in it. It's a tea. It's a tea mix. Tea mixed with alcohol. Doing nice. Doing real well. Addy, how are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Don't... uh... Don't have the Rona yet. Still going out amongst it, though, you know. So, Are you uh, still going to work, like still going to your office? Oh, yeah. Every day. Man. Every day. Yeah, there's a, they've, they've definitely shortened a lot of the staff. But there's, you know, there's 10 of us now at the branch instead of uh, 20, 25. So you're going to be the last one standing, I feel like. Adam, yeah. we need you to stay and hold down the fort. Yeah. Yeah, we we can't leave until there's like 150 cases in the uh, in the county, or someone at the at someone at one of the branches gets it. So you know, there some, you go. Some look forward to. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just so responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we uh, we're glad you're not uh, dead from the Rona yet. We thought about we talked about it on the last sode possibly doing a reunion in the sode shack, but as you so wisely pointed out, Addy, it's just not worth the social media shame that we would get for not being socially distanced during this time. Yeah. I'm not ready to get canceled yet. Yeah, for sure. Not yet. I would, I do want to get canceled. That's always a dream of mine to get canceled someday, but not yet. I want to, you know, we need a little bit more of that ad revenue, baby. <laughs> That's right. We've almost crossed a significant threshold. Let's get across the threshold with the ad revenue uh, before we blow this and thing to smithereens. That's for right. Sure. For sure. So, um, yeah. Addy, uh, you said you're, uh, what are you drinking on tonight? We got a little bit of Sam Adams. Uh, Sam Adams, cold snaps. Old They're, snaps. Uh, yeah. Oh. They left over from the, you know, the winter. It's nice, nice little uh, winter beer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they go bad in June. So I needed to, uh, need to get them out of the fridge. Good excuse to get them out. You mentioned, yeah. uh, what, Bob? I was just going to say, how nice is the weather right now? You know, it's great. I'm enjoying this 50, 60 degree weather because soon it's going to be 98. Yeah. Sweaty. I did get out and mow my yard this weekend. It was very nice. Uh, It's a little colder today. I don't know if you boys had any sinus stuff going on, but I uh, definitely woke up with some drainage and thought, oh my God, the Rona has found me. This is it. I have to get my family (laughs) into the shed or me into the shed one. And isolate, but uh, thankfully it was just uh, sinus sinus drainage. Yeah. yeah, I just got over all that mess. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Not fun. Not that, fun. That time of year. That's right. And that's what that just makes matters so much more fun. You know, it's like oh, everyone's worried about getting coronavirus. Let's throw in sinuses just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, make you question your your sanity and your health. Addy, you were uh, you were mentioning uh, on the before we got on mic here that um, there's a particular chicken joint that's rising up the ranks for you. Chicken City, Chicken City. We got canes. We got canes here. Raising canes. I'm uh, I'm just off the bat calling it canes. You know, I've been old choice. 
Some people don't call it that. I've found out. Some people call it raising canes, but I've been just mm. canes. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I think just shorten it. If you can save half a second just saying canes, that adds up for how much you're going to be eating it. Yeah, it's. Uh, but man, what a what a great little place. You know, I, I had my doubts. Um, you know, no question about that. I was. Uh, it just sounded simple. They don't. It sounded like they don't. They don't do that much there, and they really don't. It's 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 chicken fries. Toast, coleslaw. That's pretty much it. Um, but it's really good. The chicken is really good. Uh, I will say, like, if you're going like plain tender to plain tender, it's definitely better than Zaxby's. I agree. I would agree with that assessment. I was looking up just to see. So Zaxby's has 900 locations. Raisin Cane's only has 483. They're coming. Mm. They're coming. Zaxby's. Alert. They are coming. And if, <laughs> they start, if they start, if they figure out that they, you know, can start dipping those fingers in some sauces, oh, watch out. You've just lost a customer for life because Addie's on the Canes bandwagon. Yeah. Does Canes have, have any good sauces yet? They just have the signature sauce, kind of like Zach okay. sauce, right? Which it's very good. Very it's, good. It's better than Zach sauce. I agree. Um, yeah. There's just not anything. Like I, just, I'm, I'm basic. I just get the the fingers and the fries when I go. If I would go into Zaxby's, so Canes just does it better. Yeah, if that's I'm what you're Canes. into, yeah, just the plain tenders. Canes definitely does it better. Um, and another another move here is you get the box combo. That's the four fingers. So you get four fingers fries. It, it comes with coleslaw. Here's the key. Uh, and and it also comes with toast. But so you you do, you get rid of that coleslaw. No one wants that coleslaw. No. And you, and you but you can get extra toast. Mm-hmm. So you can get two pieces of toast, four uh, chicken tenders, and some fries, and a sweet tea, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I thought about you all. I got a uh, on the way up. We went to surprise my in laws Sunday, um, and. St- came in and visited them and uh, stayed six feet apart the entire time. It was very (laughs) weird. It was like, we were all in our own little bubbles. Very, very strange. If y'all haven't interacted with like your family yet in person, but on the way up there, definitely stopped in at the gas station in Glendale and got um, a Baja blast, Baja blast, which is back in bottles, pretty much in gas stations everywhere. And you called it Addy. It's just so much better as a fountain drink from Taco Bell. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely the way to experience it. Um, I would not recommend anyone trying the bottle first. No, Try. don't. It's just a different experience, man. Every fountain drink is every soda is better as a fountain drink. Yeah, I agree. That's true. They're Super really. <laughs> you would say that, Bobby. <laughs> Damn that's true. Thank you, boy. <laughs> that's right. That is a Kentucky product. All right, gents. Well, uh, so good fast food there. Talk, uh, good fast food talk there, guys. Um, let's see here. We have got a good sewed for you all. We're going to be, uh, the news has kind of died down. Um, not really much going on. I saw where Alden Smith's getting a contract with the Cowboys. Um, so not quite sure what's going on there. I don't know if you all saw this. Yeah. Gave him what sounds like one year, 2 million. And he has not even reinstated yet, which is always kind of an interesting move. Hmm. So yeah. uh, uh, I saw, I noticed like everyone in my in all the leagues I'm in picked him up. Really? <laughs> uh, no. Already, so yeah, no, uh, you know, not necessarily worried about the moral compass when it comes to the uh, waiver wire. 
No, hell no. A lot of those leagues, man, there is nothing. I mean, y'all have seen that those yeah. that league that we're in, the Unreal Tournament, like those those uh that, that waiver wire is grim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go 53 rounds in a 12, 12 team league. There's not going to be much. There's not many players left in the NFL at this right. point, especially when you got all them sharks. <laughs> right. Eddie. So many sharks. Isn't that like the, uh, this, the little name of the league has a shark emoji in there. Yeah. It's the unreal tournament. And then there's the wave emoji and shark emoji. That's right. Sharks in the water. We're going to so, make a t-shirt of that um, for the league at some point. Who is we, Addy? Nate. We're gonna. I'm gonna get with Nate. We're gonna cook something up. Gonna collaborate. Yeah. Go get you that pipe. pipe Yeah, the pipe fleece. Maybe it's on sale right now. On. uh, I told him I wanted a hoodie. I told him I wanted a hoodie hoodie of our logo. So we need to work on that. Um, Yeah. I just don't. You know, economy is too tough to spring for that pipe fleece. Economy. (laughs) Sorry, pipe fleece. I'm gonna have to come back to you at another time. Maybe after we get our tax returns. Yeah. I'm not oh, sure I can handle something that drippy, to be honest. <laughs> it may, if it's dripping that much, it may be a quarantine risk, you know, sure, maybe, sure. maybe attracting some Corona germs. <laughs> sure. All right, fellas, we're going to talk. We are going to talk about the Unreal Tournament League. We're going to talk uh, just now that the draft, uh, I think it wrapped up uh, two or three weeks ago. We're going to look through back, look at our teams, look at some other picks, just give our thoughts. You know, that's a, Obviously, other fantasy football podcasts that do like mock drafts. So that's just a good idea of like right now here in this was, you know, February, uh, March time period. What are where are guys going? Who are we looking at? Who are we valuing? How have things changed even in the past couple of weeks? We're also going to do continue our series of the rookie draft review. This one, uh, I feel like has some more hits uh, than the 2016 draft did, which, as we mentioned, was our first draft for a lot of us in a dynasty league doing a rookie draft first year on the RSO platform. So a bit of a learning curve. You'll see things get a little bit better here in year number two. So we'll do that rookie draft review. We'll reseed that draft. How would it actually go today? And then we're also going to do a round of everyone's favorite game show, Addy. Who'd you get? I could feel the vibrations and reverberations uh, across town. That was beautiful. Thank you. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, let's jump into it here with who'd you get. And uh, I'll kick us off because I feel like this isn't always the case, but I feel like I've actually been the most active since we last did this segment, which uh, was a, you know, a few sods back, but you know, it's always context specific here. Context is important. Uh, in our RSO league, uh, the free agent pool for the auction, it's a little more stock than it's been in years past. It's still not great. Um, I don't have a lot of rookie picks. I think I have one left uh, right now. And for me, this my mindset this offseason, as it has been a lot of off seasons, is let's restock the running back stable and pick up some guys for the flex. So as we've talked about many, many times on this pod, the fantasy season, just like the NFL is a war of attrition. So going into a season with like two running backs, you feel good about as your two starters. And then you've just got some so-so depth pieces behind them. That's just not how I want to play. I want to have good quality depth on the offensive side of the ball. 
So just a few, I had a few moves here with that in mind uh, in our RSO league. So traded the 207 and a 2022 third round pick for John Ross, who's expiring. I'll just run through all these and we can talk about them. And then I traded a 2022 second for Curtis Samuel, uh, who is, it should be noted, the 15th highest paid wide receiver in our league at the moment. And then this one was interesting because David Johnson, we know, is in a much better situation now in Houston. Uh, but he is uh, signed through 2023. He's making about 20 million a year. So this was a big time like salary dump for the existing owner. But I acquired David Johnson for the 510, the 511, uh, three salary dumps in Brian Hill, Thomas Davis, and Quincy Anunwa, and also Carlos Carlos Dunlap, who was like the one good asset in the trade aside from the picks and picked up David Johnson. So acquired David Johnson, Curtis Samuel, John Ross, fellas, what did you think of my moves? (laughs) You shut up. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, yeah, you're doing, you're doing uh, the pretty much the best with, with what you got. I mean, there's not going to, when it comes to being able to trade for running backs, you're going to be pretty limited. Everyone's going to, you know, there's like what 12 good ones. That's pretty much it. So if you got one of those guys, people are not going to let go of them easy. So I think you did. I think you did a good job targeting guys that, you know, I think most people are maybe down on or just not as excited about, you know, but are still going to have a good shot at value. And, you know, I mean, David Johnson has a chance to, play much better than he did last year. Same with John Ross, having Joe Burrow there. Um, who was the other guy you got? Curtis Samuel. Curtis and- Samuel. How much did he – That the contract is the thing that was kind of an issue here, right? Yeah, I think that's the reason Sam, the previous owner, was wanting to unload Samuel. He's about like 13 or $14 million. Yeah. But for it's me, this was – yeah, this was less about the contract and the situation because right after the trade went down, there were trade rumors with Samuel in the actual NFL. But this is less about like where he is right now and more of a long-term play. He signed for, uh, I think, two or three more years. Um, and I'm just banking on the talent. Samuel's young. I think he's talented. Yeah. If he stays in Carolina or goes to San Francisco or wherever, I think he's a good player. So it's more of a, a long-term play. Yeah. Yeah, I like Samuels. That's a... Uh... That's a good pickup there. And I should mention, you know, the, again, more about the context here. David Johnson's my third running back. I have Marlon Mack and Ezekiel Elliott. And then Curtis Samuel and John Ross were basically wide receivers four and five uh, on my roster because I've got Adam Thielen, New Hopkins, and Christian Kirk. So just trying to get some pieces in there because you look at, okay, if these guys were in the auction, what would they be bringing in? And that's the guys that I look to target. If you're in a league like ours, some kind of uh, salary contract league, I'm looking for guys that would be a value at their current cost compared to if they were, say, a free agent in the auction. Um, so that's that's part of the reason. you know. And for me, a 2022 pick right now, I'm not really worried about that draft. I can go get those picks back in the future. Those picks swap hands so much between now and that draft. Exactly, man. Uh, if yeah, um, if anyone's willing to take on my 2022 picks, that's fine. Yeah, if I'm especially I, I'm trying to win now. I mean, it just you know I get it for some people, but sometimes you sometimes you can be in too much of like a long term outlook. You know, if you just keep on collecting these long, you know, these future picks, and you're never really you know, 
competing, but did you just keep, I mean, that's nice. It's a nice theory. You know, everyone wants to, you know, stack picks, but it's like at some point you got to do something with these picks and, and, you know, try and compete now. Yeah. You can't keep punting relevance down the road. At a certain point, you have to push your chips that you've accumulated into the middle of the table and trust that you've made good picks in the rookie draft, that you've been smart in the auction and picked up guys that are valuable and will contribute. But at the end of the day, we're playing this game to try to win a ring. We're not playing it to have the best looking team on paper or the best collection of cheap contracts and promising guys. The point is to win a freaking championship. And to do that, you have to have talented guys that score points. At the end of the day, this is still fantasy football. Yeah, for sure. And it's also important to, to, you know, keep in mind that you can turn some of these picks into something more valuable than a future first. You know, you can if, if you last year you drafted Debo Samuel in the second round, he's worth like a first and a second now, at least, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's it's number one rule in finance. A, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Mm. Same principle. You want your you want your assets now. Is that the, is that is that correlated to a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? <laughs> yes, I think so. I think I think I think that is uh, yeah knocking knocking on the same door there. So let me ask so. you all this because I actually was in trade negotiations today. What would you all be willing to give up for Bradley Chubb right now? Wow, I'm pretty high on Chubb. I think Markham probably likes Chubb as well. You know. I know AJ Johnson is a guy that we'll talk about Markham got in the Unreal tournament. I was really upset with where Adam got him. I was not paying attention there. But um Chubb is gonna be good this year. People forget his rookie year. Um he had some phenomenal plays, gets around the edge really quick. Even in the preseason last year, he had a couple like, oh wow, uh type plays to where you're like, man, Bradley Chubb is gonna be uh he's gonna be a force. So um yeah, I'm a I'm a, a big Chubb fan. You're a big Chubb fan. Addie, what about you? Yeah, I like Chubb. Um, I think I like Chubb more in Sleeper because he gets the dual designation, whereas in like the RRSO League, he's a linebacker. I don't like him that much as a linebacker. I'm I'm probably just going to avoid if he's a, if he's just a straight-up linebacker. But in Sleeper, yeah, I'm all over him. I, I'm willing to spend, you know, probably – at least a second plus, you know, since he gets that DL tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, we weren't able to come to a, a deal on that one. I was looking at him kind of like a, a TJ Watt also gets the linebacker designation in RSO. And that's kind of how I was looking at him was yeah. in that same mold of TJ Watt. I could plug him into that defensive flex spot yeah. and just hope that maybe he'd, he'd unleash with like, you know, a couple sacks, couple tackles for loss. He'd be a high upside kind of play. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you have given your two oh seven for Chubb. Uh, no, so that was uh, one thing that myself and the owner, the Chubb owner, were talking about, and he said, "Well, what about that?" It was actually the the two oh six, and I said, "I I want to try to hold on to the two oh six because there there's a there's a few guys in that range that I'm thinking because he offered to let me move back into the third top of the third, and I thought." The guys I'm looking at, I think, will be there at 206. I don't think they'll be there in the in the third round. So I just said, for where my team is right now, I've got to value the guy I can get at 206 more than the more than Bradley Chubb. And that's what I'll say a little bit about your moves. I think Samuel honestly probably gets moved, and that will look like a great pick. 
Um, the John Ross, I'm still kind of on the fence about, you know, the late second is going to be difficult because there are going to be some great IDP pieces, but there's going to be some misses too. I mean, there's going to be some people who grasp and try to get one of these late wide receivers or maybe one of these, you know, later running backs or something. So, Oh, I should point out, I was wondering why you said second. That's 207. It was the 407. Uh, okay. Sorry this about makes, that. Yeah. It makes much more sense now. Yes. So, it's the 407 and a 2022 third. Sorry about I love that. that for you. But more importantly, what I was getting at was um, I really like the David Johnson move. I know in RSO, he's a little bit more money, but, you know, I'm speaking to, to you and Markham, and Markham is probably uh, the owner of probably the most expensive contracts in RSO, I would say, over his Julio and Odell, season. I think. Yeah, uh, Julio, Odell, Keenan. Yeah. Daddy don't care. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, you, you, I don't know which of you mentioned this, but, like, I dumped, I think, about, like, eight or ten million back. So getting DJ yeah. was much cheaper than what it actually looked like. And also the cap is going to continue to go up in RSO. So that contract becomes less of an issue as we add 10 million, 10 million, 10 million each year of that contract. I'm still a DJ fan, though. I mean, like, you know, you look at the 2018 year, he had 940 yards rushing, seven touchdowns. He still had 50 receptions for 446 yards. Um, through six weeks last year, before he got hurt, he already had 30 receptions in the book. So um, you take him and put him in a Houston offense where, you know, they've got some older running backs there. They got rid of your boy, Nuke. I think they're going to run DJ a lot. And let's and and really what you're banking on is just his health at this point. And I, I hope he can stay healthy, but um, he's still 28. He's not going to be 29 until December of next year. You still got a relatively not young but not old running back. I think uh, I think he'll be fine. I, I myself also thought, should I go get DJ here or should I just let him wait? Yeah, the thing was, you know. I'm banking on DJ's health, which is like a 50-50 proposition. Like, does DJ still have it? I think it's probably 50-50 in my mind. But if he is healthy, if I end up on the right side of that 50-50 bet, they're going to give DJ 300 carries and probably give him an opportunity for 60, 70-plus receptions. I mean, they picked up his entire contract from Arizona. They traded away Hopkins in the trade. Like clearly this is a piece of the offense that Bill O'Brien really wants to have in place. Now that you could say that's a stupid move in the actual NFL. I don't think there's any debating that, but you've got to read the tea leaves here for fantasy. And if DJ can still play, he's going to get opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And O'Brien knows that he's been getting roasted on Twitter for the, for that trade. So he's going to want to make David Johnson's stat line look as gaudy as possible. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I told. I think I told Bobby that like he is going. Uh, one of you guys, I, he is going to run DJ into the ground, yeah, even yeah. if he is washed up. He's like, I have got to make it look like this is worth our while in yeah, this trade. Job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But who's going to fire old Bob at this point? That's, Bob's the GM. Yeah, true. he's the judge, Forget jury, that. and executioner in Houston. So and, I don't think Bob's going anywhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson does drag him to the playoffs. You know, exactly. He's that good to do it. He is that good. Yep. All right, Addy. So you had some moves as well. Why don't you pronounce these names flawlessly of these guys you picked up? Okay. I had 
I picked up uh, Foyseid Olakun. Sure. Good. Uh, I Fetty Adinigabo. There you go. I, that's actually pretty good, Addy. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just like guys that have names that are hard to pronounce. That's right. That's really, that's really it. So, that's your entire team. Yeah, no, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for both these guys. Both these guys should have larger roles going forward. Um, Olakun, you know, we we talked about Campbell leaving town, going to Arizona. That's he's probably going to be the guy that steps in. You know, they may they may draft still draft some somebody, but I think they're going to give this guy a shot. Um, and in sleeper, he has the dual designation. He's actually, uh, well, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but you can run him as a defensive back. Wow, really. Um, so that's that was the move. That was why I picked him up uh, in the in the league that he was available in. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy, uh, you know, he's gonna have he's gonna a have Fetty. Where is a Fetty? I, I know Foyseid plays for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Where he's is a Fetty? Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I actually had Foyseid a little bit last year. I thought he was gonna get a little more of an opportunity. Uh, last year, and he it would have been one of those that was smart to hold if I'd looked at Campbell's contract and seen that he was probably going to be out of town. He's a great piece to have right now. Yes, exactly. He's he should be getting drafted. Like he's he's not someone that should be on the waiver wire anymore, um, especially in sleeper. I mean, that's a no brainer ad there in sleeper. Uh, but oh, same with uh, Afedi. Uh, you know that defensive line has had a ton of turnover. But he was the guy that was most impressive when he came in in, in limited duty last year. Um, so no more Griffin, no more Linval Joseph. I know they brought in Pierce, but Afedi uh, is going to be a guy that that rushes the pass for more and has a chance for more big plays and sacks. So mm-hmm. I like him. He's still young. Uh, just you know, kind of a speculative ad. Yeah, I love that. And how has Everson Griffin not gotten a sniff? I saw where the Browns were interested, um, but yeah, I don't. Every team in the league should be in on him. He, he's still a, he's still a really good player. He played really well last year. I was like, what am I missing here? Is he just like a complete like jerk behind the scenes here? Is he wanting too much money? Like, what's going on here? I think he is probably just being patient. I think he I think he'll still get a he'll get a nice uh, payday on the on the open market. I think I could see him having you know getting like a one year deal for. Six or seven million, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard um, one of the other podcasts I listened to talked about um, Clowney potentially just holding out into training camp and not taking any kind of deal right now and just waiting because at some point guys are going to start to get injured in training camp and that just jacks his value up because. You know, if you, if you lose one of your starters along the defensive line, suddenly Clowney looks a lot more valuable than he did here in April. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the market, you know, is talking to him kind of like when you overprice your house. You find out pretty quickly if you uh, went too high on the price, the market will talk to you. And I think the market is telling Clowney, we're not wanting to pay you $20 million a season. Sorry, bud. Yeah, I bet that the Corona ain't helping these contracts either now. It's not. And that's that was something interesting brought up. You know, our friend, we say our friend like we are, are you know, <laughs> in contact, text. like we're texting with George Fant. But a uh, friend of a friend, we talked about his contract uh, last sode or the sode before. 
Somebody brought up a good point that these players who are, uh, are not able to sign their contracts because they can't take their physicals, like George, who wants to go to New York, get a physical, and sign this contract right now? You'd be insane to do that. But yeah. they said, uh, this, this podcast I was listening to, that these guys have to be careful because if teams go into the draft and take that player's replacement, they can void the contracts. Hmm. So any of these guys that have not signed their deal before the before the actual NFL draft would be wise to do so because they can find themselves on the way out pretty quickly. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty scary. It is. So I'll be curious, some of these deals that haven't been, because all the reporting that we saw when free agency started was just agreed to deals. Some of these have not been officially signed and announced yet. So I'll be curious to see if any of these guys get sniped as a result of not signing these contracts by, you know, rookies that are picked up in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, all right, Addy, you added one more guy here. Oh, no, yeah, I had, uh, I had two a more few, guys. Yeah. I had a, a couple other ones. Uh, this was an unreal tournament where the, again, it's super grim in there. So I added uh, Brandon Copeland. I, I noticed that he signed with the Patriots. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I uh, also like that he, yeah, he also has – he's actually a linebacker and has a uh, DL tag. So, nice. so yeah, I'll uh, I'll take that. I'll, I'll see what he's about. You know, Bill's gotten to watch him uh, as a Jet for the past couple of seasons, so he sees something in him he likes. Um, so, yeah, that was really the thought process there. And then I was also able to pick up Neville Hewitt. I mean, they brought him back. They've brought in everybody back um, and also brought in uh, on Wuasar. But I think Hewitt will um, – his contract was one year, two million. So I think if Avery gets cut, I think Hewitt's going to still be probably second in line, maybe third. But either way, we know how much injuries happen. He's going to have a chance to uh, probably get some playing time at some point. So just a depth add, you know, yeah. just in, in a league like like this with all these freaking sharks, you want to get out ahead of this and just, just go ahead and just, you know, secure that, that – uh, that's now yeah you you want to jump in the water and jump right back out so you don't get bit absolutely great metaphor you somehow snuck another crazy name into your segment addy with on <laughs> yeah. so you need to just cool it on the names right now <laughs> yeah i'm gonna lay down i'm gonna lay down for a little bit that that's so this is interesting i'm on spot track right now and trying to look at james burgess's contract yeah, they brought him back too. Well, I'm looking. I guess the details just haven't been announced yet because there's nothing there's nothing in here in the records for him right now. Kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'll be curious. Of course, Neville Hewitt got the first run right. Uh, whenever Avery Williamson went down, and then when C.J. Mosley was uh, out for the rest of the season, that's when Burgess came in. Right. Yeah. And it was basically the Burgess and Hewitt show. Yeah, I do think that Williamson's going to be getting cut. Yeah. I mean, it just seems, you know, chance of free up six and a half million. And when you've you've brought in all these other linebackers, I mean, it only makes sense to me. Yeah. All right, Bobby, you had a whopper of a trade go down in the XFFL today. Take us through it. What happened? What transpired? What are the details? Uh, yeah, so I guess a bit of context I have had uh, – Six first-round rookie draft picks, and I also had 
five second round. <laughs> you had to count them up in your head like your I children. I, I had to think about them for a minute. So um, in that context, I moved the 109, the 110, the 205, and the 210 for Kenyon Drake, Mark Andrews, Clellan Farrell, the 311, the 410, and the 503. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. Uh, the two dudes that I was huge on obviously were, you know, Drake and Andrews. I think Farrell is kind of, kind of a nice little throw in on the deal. Um, but give me, give me your all's summation first before I, before I talk too much. Yeah. I mean, it's nice because you only lose one overall pick, right? Because you, you get back three and give four picks. Sure. You know, and the other thing too, is I dropped from 40, four million dollars in rookie draft capital to like 35 or something so i've dropped a significant amount of money um, which is helpful um but the other thing too to to i guess that needs to be taken into context is that drake is a pretty good contract he's like seven million a year for a couple years and then andrews is two million a year um i'll have to extend him this year but um if he's anything like any of these other tight ends that we've seen the extension number is normally pretty safe or the franchise and extend. Yeah, I know Addy, you were a big fan of this because you are very high on Mr. Andrews. Yeah, I love this move for Bobby. I mean it's I thought it was, you know, I know it was cool that you had all those picks, Bobby, but I thought it was a no brainer to to get rid of some of them and turn in turn them into some actual assets, mm-hmm. you know, that you know are gonna, you know, be solid going mm-hmm. forward. And Mark Andrews, like I mentioned before, he's my tight end one in Dynasty. Uh, I don't know. That's a bit of a hot take, but I mean, he's 23 and, yeah. and no more Hayden Hurst. And we saw what he did last year on not even 50% of the snaps. Like he's, he's a really, really, really good player and he's just going to get better. And I think he's going to be, uh, he's definitely the next Kelsey Ertz, you know, mm-hmm. type. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love that move. And then, yeah, you get Drake. I mean, I would I would have been willing to to pay probably two first for Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. um, and then Drake at least a first right now, sure. you know. So um, I wish I would have known that Mark Andrews was available because I felt like you got a very good deal on him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of asked a little bit, and he was like, "No," and I was like, "Well, let me just make you an offer, you know, because I've got six first. I've got a couple of nice yeah. things that I'll throw your way." And, uh, you know, a couple of rebuttals back and forth. You know how that stuff goes. Just kind of, you know, different picks here and there, moving a slot or two forward or back. And honestly, I kind of felt like I had a little bit of the high ground because I also have the 107 and the 108 um, and the 101 and the 103. So I um, really wanted to hold on to a lot of that stuff. I didn't want to give away too many of my Alvin Kamara early first. Yeah. You you owned half the first round. So yes, you had plenty of leverage. Um, and what I love here is that again, you only lost one overall pick. You just mm-hmm. moved back in the draft, uh, reduced your salary cap commitment, picked up a top 12 running back, most likely for this year, the number one possible tight end tethered to Lamar Jackson and Clellan Farrell, who we all love is a second year breakout guy. Plus you still get three picks. So you still get to pick up three guys in the draft. It's not like you're losing out on those roster spots there. So I love the, I love the trade for you. Uh, I skew more that way just because uh, I like going back to what Addy said, you know, I want that dollar today. I want the guys that I know 
are contributors that are in good situations. You know, these rookie picks right now, they look good on paper because you can go and look at rookie ADP and say, oh, look at all these guys. But in our minds right now, every rookie is landing in the premier position, the premier landing spot. And that's not going to happen. We saw it last year where a lot of these landing spots they ended up being okay, but at first blush, it was grim. Hollywood going to the Ravens, uh, AJ Brown going to the Titans. Like it was not, it did not look good on paper. And so I, I do have to wonder if Zach has some guys in mind uh, at these particular picks or if he was just looking to, you know, uh, get in on the rookie draft action. I don't know. Yeah. But for me, with uh, with the skewing more toward established players, I really like the deal for you. There's a reason why you hear so often that you don't trade for picks right now, you know, and that's why. Because I think people are just so excited about this rookie draft that if you break that trade down, man, I don't know that you got the value that you think you did. You know, because you didn't get any type of high first at all. You got two late first and a mid second and a late second. Mm-hmm. There's not a there's not a sure thing. There's not a sure thing there. And you gave up a guy that's probably going to be a top ten running back and a guy that's he got next to tight end. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's why you don't trade for picks right now because everyone is so high on. Mm-hmm this class and everyone's so excited about, you know, the draft, just that's why you don't do it. You're not going to get the most value. That's why you trade for picks in the off season. And you try and acquire guys like you're doing right now. If you have a lot of picks. You- I, agree. I think that was one of the things that really swayed me was that when you have this many picks, I, I would have to have hit on so many people to make it work. And it's not possible within the first, whatever it was, I had like, I've, I've still got a ton of picks, but you can't physically hit on every single pick, as we'll see as we go through the 2017 draft of hits and misses and but you know busts and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Andrews a lot. I traded him to this guy last year and hated every minute of it. That was the old stupid. trade boomerang. That's a Dude, Bobby special right I'm there. A big fan. But the Kenyon Drake um, ad for me was was pretty big. I really. You know, I know you guys are as well with, you know, your boy Newt going to Arizona this year. You've got a second year with Kyler. you got a second year with Kisslenberry. I think that team could just run through some people this year. I mean, I, I think that, you know, you look at Drake over the last five or six weeks last year. Um, he was like the RB3, I think, over there. He was, frame. yeah, at the end of the season there. So who knows, man, but I'm, I'm excited to have, uh, have my guys. I was laughing because you said Kisslingberry is in Tom, <laughs> and it's yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Tom. <laughs> Tom's I, running the defense. They're so bright, I just get them both mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know, man. That Cardinals offense. I'm trying to grab as many pieces as I can right now, yeah. um, just because that is just that's wheels up. Uh, we talked about it on another episode. Could be Cleveland Browns 2.0 as far as offseason yeah. hype, but man, I'm I'm just I'm still buying in. I'm a believer. I think they've got a good coach in place, which is something the Browns did not have. They did not have continuity with the coaching staff as far as having the head coach in place. Uh, the the Cardinals have that with Tom Kisslingberry, so uh, I think it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna work out very very well. So. Yeah. I'm coming around with Adam as well. I, I literally think that um, Murray Kyler could be your top th- 
three or four quarterback this year. He's three for me right now. QB three. Mahomes yeah. and Lamar. And I think Adam maybe even called that prior to this whole nuke trade. Yeah, I was on. I mean, that's yeah, that might that may have been a little, you know, eager. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean I don't mind. I don't mind to, to get, you know, get a little risque with it, baby. Well, you got an offensive minded head coach and a QB that can run. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like that's fantasy gold right there. And, and now the most sure handed wide receiver in the game right now. Maybe, maybe outside of OBJ. I don't want to disrespect either of you guys, but um two two legit dudes right there. And you give Drake some uh, you know, RPO lanes to run through. Good gracious. Yeah, I'm worried with the Rams I love. I tried. I tried to get Drake earlier in the and that uh, was the other thing that helped as well is that you know I know some some trades that have been floated for Drake and I thought wow it's some high trades really for Drake I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little later round first and just just see if it sticks so yeah I, I just didn't have the I didn't have the pieces to make it work um, yeah poor so. Drake feel bad he's you know wasted his career in in Miami yeah. so far rough rough days hey boys do you want to uh, hear something pretty cool. What's that, Addy? Oh, Kyle Bellinelli. He's in my uh, in my DMs. Is he now? What's he saying? Mm-hmm. Might have a deal for Fred Warner. Is oh, that right? One on one for Fred? <laughs> Is this a one on one for Fred situation? <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, I've had you know, as you boys know, I, I posted on there today. I've got a slew of second round picks in there. I drafted a bunch of just picks in the startup. So I got like six second round picks. So, you know, my linebackers are, they're fine, but it's a little thin. Um, so I posted today that, you know, I'm looking for a linebacker, a DB or a running back. So I've had some, I've had some negotiations with uh, Joey the Tooth. We we talked about Deion Jones, quickly, uh, quickly shut that down on me pretty quick. So <laughs> thanks for coming. Shout out Joey. Yeah, he's uh that's the thing, man. With this league, like we're not gonna get anything by any of these guys. Like nope. um we all like the same people. We all have kind of the same view on all these guys. Um I was coming at Joey with like uh I think it was two seconds at first, and he's like, nah, um not enough. And I was like, Well, I mean, I agree. If I had him, I'd I'm not selling him for two seconds either. Uh, so it's a lot of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to be the guy paying. Like it's, it's easy to expect, like, you know, we, I want a first and a second out of Deion Jones. If I sell him, it's easy to expect that. But when you're the guy paying, it's always a little more difficult. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get Deion Jones, but I could get Fred Warner right here. Uh-oh. You want to hear this offer? Yes, please. I think it's me paying too much, but um, you know, it's uh that's my baby. All right, so it's Fred Warner 408 and a 2021 fourth for my 2021 second, 205 and 206. <sighs> yeah, I'd do it. I mean it's it's Fred, you know, like what I'm saying it, yeah, it's it, it's a fair price. I it think. is. And you're you need a linebacker, and you know that Fred is, you know. Uh, I kind of want to tweak the, those picks a little bit, though. I'd like to give him like instead of two hundred five, yeah. like two hundred six and two hundred eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can move back in the second, that would be great. 
Because the only thing with this league is with it being super flex and tight end premium, you're going to throw in three to four quarterbacks, maybe yes. a tight end or two in here. So at the 205 and 206, you're really looking at – and Isaiah Simmons probably isn't going to fall that far, but you're definitely looking at a Kenneth Murray or a Patrick Queen really heavy right and there that, in middle. And that's what I've been kind of thinking about. It's like, well, do I want to – I mean, I could get both of them there. Yeah. Do yeah. I want both of those guys or do I want Fred? See, that's the um, side I probably lean on. But, again, I'm a little bit of a pick homer this year. Yeah, and, I, it, you know, the good news, what I've enjoyed about Unreal Tournament, and I haven't really got a chance to dive into it yet, uh, but I will. And the thing that it's exciting when you're in multiple leagues, because for the longest time, me personally, I had the our home league that we'd been in for probably 15 years back in the VIP. I was in the XFFL. And that was really it. We had the listener league. That was just more for fun. It was kind of a redraft league. But now when you get into multiple leagues, you can just kind of have some fun with it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm always so careful and thought out and structured with my RSO roster. And when you get into more leagues, you can just kind of, not that you need to be stupid and reckless, but you can just kind of uh, move guys around and you have uh, more guys on your roster across all of your teams. So I'm not as like attached to guys. I'm willing to take a little more risks because I have more teams that are in the mix. The other thing too, though, I I guess that I have to think about as well is that it's probably a good time to sell Fred right now, just because I think you're going to have a mess of Greenlaw and Quan all year. So you're probably not going to get the 2019 Fred in 2020, at least in my opinion. I know there's been some talk maybe about them uh, cutting Quan, which I don't think will happen, but I think it's just going to be a mess this year. I think I think that Fred will be 90% probably of what he was last year, but there's going to be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of linebacker mess there, I think. Yeah, I think I totally agree. He's a great sell. Um, but, you know, if I don't have to give up a first. Yeah, just because yeah. someone is a good sell doesn't mean they're a bad buy. Again, yeah, the, the context here is I have like six seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind I just – Adding a you know a, a, a surefire, I mean Fred's twenty three. Fred's going to be the mainstay there forever. God, really? Them. Fred is twenty three, twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, I'd move those picks back. I really yeah, like I'm going to tweak them. it a little bit. I think I like having them back to back too. Selfishly, because you automatically know. All right, I've got two guys. I'm going back to back right here. Yeah, I think I may counter it with two oh six and two oh eight. There you go. I think that gets it done. I guess to take this out of Superflex mindset, you're really looking – you could be looking at like the 112 and 201 really there if you're taking out these five picks ahead of that. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's Fred Warner. Yeah. Fred Warner. And, and, you know, I'm bored. It's quarantine time. Yeah, these are these are quarantine trades that are happening. <laughs> yeah. And, Bobby, they are definitely not cutting uh, Quan. That would be a $14.5 uh, oh, million dollar dead cap hit. Sell Fred. Yeah, so uh, Quan is sticking around there for sure. That sucks for yeah. Greenlaw because Greenlaw kind of had some had some fun games last year. But anyways, I think he's just a year away still. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah he's he's a buy. I mean, because you probably can get, but buy him when the season starts and he's not playing a lot at first. He had a great, he had a bunch of great plays, but he had some pretty pretty crappy misses as well. So yeah, it's gonna happen.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, fellas, speaking of the Unreal Tournament League, let's get the draft board pulled up and just quickly talk about our team, some of our favorite picks, maybe some guys that we like that uh, we saw other teams taking, just things that made, you know, raised your eyebrows a little bit. I'll kick things off because I've got the board pulled up. Um, So I was actually the second person to take a defensive player. So Daniil Hunter went at 804 and I took Darius Leonard at 807. Finally, finally got my baby. I've been trying for years to get him away from Lauren in the XFFL. And I basically have to give up uh, my firstborn son Mm. to get him. So glad to finally have the maniac. Um, Not feeling great about my quarterbacks uh, because Cam Newton was my second quarterback pick Sam Darnold's my first one and this is a super flex league so that's not great Bob probably need to be looking for QB in there uh some later round picks that I was that I was happy about I got Ed Oliver at 2007 uh got uh sniped Addy and took Jermaine Pratt at 2207 and then down a little further, managed to get Matt Judon at 2807. So, uh, yeah, those were just some of the my favorite picks there uh, for my squad. You were pissing me TF off for real. Just coming in there, just <laughs> bro. He took Jatavis and he took Quincy Williams. All your babies. What's his deal? Yep. Sorry about it. And I just, oh, I forgot. I got Hayden Hurst at 3007, too. That's that a, does, yeah, beautiful. That's nice now. Yeah. I was just like, well, no, here's what it was. I was looking at your rankings. Mm. So I was sniping all your babies because you had put all your favorites out there for the yeah. world to see. I'm helping a lot of guys in the world today. You yeah. could just see, like, if you could see the traffic and look at the IP addresses of people looking at Adam's ranks, oh, yeah. It would be a lot of the Unreal Tournament drafters during the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that I was like, what the hell is going on here? It was, <laughs> it was just like every dude out, you know, that I had ranked like in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know those MFers in our league, at least in the XFFL, you sons of guns. <laughs> That's the thing. You're, we're, we're swimming with sharks and we're totally, you especially are totally naked because the whole world knows exactly how you value guys. Yeah, mm. but I'm gonna still eat. I'm gonna still eat. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Kyle to ask for two first for Fred now. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right, Baba, let's go over to you. What uh, t- take us through your your squad here? What yeah. were some of the highlights, the th- pieces that you liked? My whole team is a highlight reel here, Josh. <laughs> All right. All right, Ben. <laughs> I love I love having Mahomes. I haven't ever owned him before. So with the second pick and this super flex, I grabbed him. I uh, went super deep at wide receiver there with Juju, Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cup, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown. Uh, actually got Mark Andrews as the uh, number four tight end off the board behind Evan Ingram, which was interesting to me. Um, I like a couple of my defensive standouts. Um, 
having Jamal Adams and Derwin James is basically a, a dream of mine that I yeah finally realized you've been trying to do that for years in RSO. Yeah. Um, Daryl Henderson, Chase Edmonds. I've got Adams boy, Irv Smith Jr. There pretty late. Uh, Jonathan Abram. I actually got Janu pretty late as well. Um, I'm trying to look at some of my later picks that I was happy with. I got Whitney Merciless in the 25th, which I'm okay with. I love the um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater in the 19th. That looks really nice now to have a starting QB in the 19th round. Yes. I have Kyle Allen as well, so it's kind of a little handcuff situation. But um, Juan Thornhill in the 28th could be pretty nice. Um, I know Adam is real big on Jalen Ferguson. I don't know maybe now how that looks with them adding on some some D-line help um Jalen Fer- Ferguson there in Baltimore but but they didn't round, get Brockers that deal did not go through that's true I did forget about that so that does help uh Okariki there in the 34th um I kind of like Micah Kaiser there in the 40th just because nobody knows what's going to happen there in LA I gotta say you're D- uh, Dare Agumbawale in the 44th not looking too hot with Bruce yeah. Arians wanting to take a pass catching running back yeah that was a that was a dart throw in the 44th anyways but um, yeah, I mean, later on, you're just kind of like, yeah, I know this guy. I'm going to, I'm going to take him. Yeah. So, I know this guy's name. Hey, shout yeah. out you, Eric Wilson in the 51st round. Um, oh, yeah. that's pretty nice. I'm happy with that team, man. There's a, there's a couple drafts that you come out of and you're like, crap, man, my team sucks. But, um, for whatever reason, I was, I was happy with waiting on running backs and then grabbing Latavius, uh, Daryl Henderson, Bryce Love, Naheem Hines, Chase Edmonds, Daryl Henderson, Finally got a little Hendo share, which is nice because I can't ever pry him from being. But I do think the Rams might actually draft a running back this year. So who knows, man? Yeah, who those knows? are great, like zero RB running backs that you got. I love Henderson this year, obviously. And uh, I mean, shit, now his ADP is probably like in the eighth round. Yeah. Um, but uh, love Naheem Hines. And he also, we get return yardage uh, mm-hmm. in this league. So that's helpful for him. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It was fun. It was very difficult, actually. I'm glad Adam put this together because this was actually my first Superflex and tight end premium. And I actually messaged y'all in the first round. I was like, hey, so me going Mahomes here is not stupid, right? And y'all yeah. are both like, oh, actually, who I would who I would go with as well. So yep. yeah. fun to have some Mahomes shares. Yeah, Bobby, I, I love your squad. I mean, you know that I'm a big fan of always loading up on wide receivers. So uh-huh. anytime someone starts out a draft where they get like five receivers in the first seven, eight rounds. I'm, I'm going to be all over that. Yeah. Yeah. You did a nice job getting some uh, wide receivers on your squad as well. Yeah. Uh, let's run through it. So Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook was the first pick I was drafting from the nine spot. So one or nine cook Kyler Murray was my QB. Odell Beckham, uh, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, McCole Hardman, uh, my first IDP was Daniel Hunter at 804. Oh, okay. So you were the first guy to take the IDP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was I the first? That was the first one? That was the first one, yep. Nice. I like I start- that spot there, too. Eighth round is nice for IDP. Started the run. I mean, it was it was Hunter, uh, 804, and then literally we had like seven defensive linemen go after that before yeah. it got back to me. So, um, so okay, so Daniel Hunter, Tyler Higby. Bobby, I feel that's maybe a reason why you took Irv Smith is because I took Higby there. Yeah, I had to I had to get you back somehow. I regret doing that, knowing that it turned out the way it did. Oh, hurt, hurt, cut you deep. Yeah. So then I took Dwayne Haskins, gross, 10, 10 04. 
Um, it's super flex, so you're going to do some weird shit. I mean, and that's kind of what this was right here. No, Adam, that's pretty gross. It's gross. Yeah, I don't feel good about that. <laughs> I, I'm like on record of not being a Haskins fan, but uh, but these damn sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part. I think you, I remember you talking negatively about Haskins right before you took him. Yeah, man, this draft again, it, it changes you. It makes you do crazy stuff. Yep. So I got Max Crosby at 11, uh, 11, nine, which I know we talked a few weeks ago about him going like in the ninth round. And I thought that was too early, but I'm thrilled to have him there. Yeah. You look at, especially the guys that went before him, Bradley Chubb, Chandler Jones, Yannick Ngakwe. I take Max over all those guys. And then also look at Farrell. Farrell went there uh, to you, Josh, in the 14th. That's right. Yeah. Not nearly as big a discrepancy as we talked about in the one that uh, I did by myself. And the other thing, too, that me and Josh were talking about a little bit uh, before the sode as well is I saw something today where um, Farrell played a bunch of D tackle through about half the year for the Raiders last year. So I actually need to go back and maybe do a little bit of like game tape analysis and see if that was true. Because if, you know, if that's the case and he's going to start off this year as a D end, um, wow. I mean, this could be a, a real, a real, real year for, for Farrell actually playing the position he was drafted at. Free game pass, Bobby. Oh, oh, that's right. I forget about that. That's yeah, right. Game Pass has been awesome. I've been watching a bunch of old Colts games. All right, let me keep going. Uh, Buda Baker, 12-4. Of course, no explanation needed there. I'm just going to go through these now. Ian Thomas, A.J. Green, Robbie that's Anderson. Nice. That's nice. I don't like the Robbie Anderson pick that much now. <laughs> um, then we go Matt Milano. This is a 20th round. Uh, Cameron Hayward, 22nd round. Avery Williamson, A.J. Johnson, 24. Marcus Golden, 25. Another one of your babies. DL Tag and Sleeper. Bud Dupree, 26. Darnell Savage, 27. Auden Tate. Damian Harris. Emmanuel Sanders, baby. That's probably your best best pick right there in terms of value. I mean, getting a guy that could potentially finish as a wide receiver three in the 30th round is crazy. Let me follow that up with the next one. Andy Dalton, 31. Darwin Thompson, 32. Dante Pettis, 33. You can't quit your pink-haired baby. I'll never quit you, Dante. Uh, Charles Aminhu, that's a guy I've been getting everywhere. He's a, he's a, this will be a second year. He should have a bigger uh, chance at playing time in Houston. Uh, obviously, J.J. Watt, his time's coming to an end here soon. This should be the next, uh, next in line. And plus, you like the fact that he's learning from J.J. Watt. You hope that yeah. uh, he can you know, use what he's learned. Um, then uh, we're getting to just a lot of just dart throws at this point. Uh, Nasir Adderley, Jarek McKinnon, another guy I won't quit, Bo Scarborough, Carl Nassib, um, Julian Love, Marlon Humphrey, Mike Boone, Chris Conley, uh, Adenigabo, Tredavious White, Kevin King, Scotty Miller in Tampa Bay. Um, like him, I think he's going to be the slot guy this year. He's going to be the new Edelman, new Welker. Mm-hmm. Write it down, bitch. <laughs> But if not, you got Justin Watson two picks later. Right, yeah, right. So I'll, I'm going to monitor that closely. Brian Hill, Justin Watch, Watson, B.J. Goodson. Mm. I got to say, I uh, I love the – who was it earlier here? Yeah, Jarek McKinnon. Bill Simmons had a great term, fantasy herpes. The guys that you just – you cannot, for whatever reason, get rid of them. Why are they bringing them back? What are they doing bringing them back if they don't have a plan for them? They have like six running backs, I think, right now. Yeah, he'll and have, plan to play all of them. He'll have he'll have two out of the sixteen weeks where he, he goes off. Mm-hmm. Or seventeen. What is it now? Eighteen. 
I guess, 18 weeks. Yeah. No, it's uh, it'll be 17 games next starting next season. It's not yeah, but the, that'll no. be over 18 weeks. Yeah, uh, because yeah, there'll be a bye week in there still. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they did. Uh, that was the one piece of news that I guess broke that uh, we kind of knew about already was that the playoffs were going to seven teams per uh, conference. So it's like you know it's something we complain about now, but. Once we're we're all gonna watch that extra game on Saturday and Sunday on Wild Card Weekend, so yeah, it's whatever. I'm not gonna pitch a fit about it. Um, uh, I guess uh, we could note some of the guys that I noticed that like uh, some of the IDP guys were targeting. Mm-hmm. I noticed um, Sean is definitely in on Brian Burns this year. He he had him in like pretty much every league that I drafted with him in. Took him at the thirteen eleven. Yep. Um, Joey, he's he's big into uh he was drafting Sheldrick all uh Sheldrick Redwine quite a bit. Kenny Moore was a guy I noticed he targeted quite a bit. He was targeting um Demario Davis, Anthony Walker. Um so yeah, I pay attention to those guys, what they do a lot too. Same with Johnny. Johnny had Johnny had a lot of great picks like Danny Trevathan. Um yeah, these guys are are really freaking good at this stuff. It was it was difficult. It was a difficult draft. Yeah. Yeah, where did he grab Trevathan? I was trying to find him. 30th. He got him 30th. And then he was he was early on getting his defense to, like he had Blake Martinez, Corey Littleton, Shaq Thompson. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, Frank Clark. Shaq Barrett had, in the 19th round. Yeah, man. So it is tough. It is hard out here for some pimps in this league. Very well, very well said, Addy. Hard out here for some pimps. If you like Big Three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and I mean, mostly, I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you. IDPGuys.org. All right. If there's one thing that you know about the Big Three IDP podcast, it's that. Adam likes to sneak secret moans into every episode. If there's a second thing that you know about the Big 3 IDP podcast, it's that we love reality sports online. It is the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. If you've ever wanted to be a GM, this is the fantasy platform to do it. But the question is, have you tried it? If not, it's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Take a deep breath, Adam. It's okay. (sighs) Think it sounds complicated? It's not! The best thing about reality sports online fantasy front office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. 
It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Prove it! Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agent auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code BIG3IDP to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. So let's go from one draft to another here, fellas, and look at the 2017 rookie draft in our RSO league. Uh, we should start seeing the results start to normalize a little bit in terms of fewer whiffs, more hits. Uh, now that we had a year under our belt, knew a little bit more what we were doing. Addy, you worked this one up for us, so take us through round by round. We're looking at hits, we're looking at misses, and we're looking at guys that were kind of meh, just like in the middle. Not necessarily a bust, but also not a guy that we would consider a hit. Well, Josh, I can't really pull up the dock, remember? Um, it slows down everything. Oh, I thought you had it open on your phone, Adam. I can. I can do that. I can get, I can get there. <laughs> uh, give me just a second, guys. All right. I'll, uh, I'll vamp. So the uh, looks like, oh, yes, this was the infamous uh, Corey Davis draft uh, mm-hmm. going at the 101 ahead of some of the other guys we're going to talk about here in just a second. I would say, looking back, this is probably the best rookie draft we've had in terms of actual difference-making talent. This one had a lot of of hype around it. Like, we knew it was going to be a good class, and it delivered. It delivered. It's uh, You you will quickly see. Um, Okay, so first-round hits. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Josh, do you want to go through the actual draft? Yeah, I'll go through the draft, and then you give us the uh, the breakdown here. So yeah. 101 to 112, Corey Davis, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, crazy he went at three, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, John Ross, Mike Williams, O.J. Howard, Juju Smith-Schuster, David Njoku, Taewon Taylor, and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, so first-round hits, we have uh, Fournette, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Juju, and I put Kareem Hunt in there because even though he's kind of fallen off like those first two years, mm-hmm. my God, the, was for, that first one. year and a half. I mean, yeah. If you could, if you got, if you got out from under him and, and happened to sell before the uh, before he kicked that female, man, you 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 cleaned up nice. I know I, I traded for him after that first off season. And I gave up like three first, so I'll never for, I'll never forgive Cream Hunt for what he what he done. You know, not just the you're a horrible human being for kicking another human being part, but also right. because it was right after that trade, especially yeah. because of the trade. Especially because before all that, you probably in a redo maybe took Kareem Hunt at the one hundred and one at that point. Oh yeah. yeah, I know for sure. He was like, he was the number one guy coming out of that first year because he yeah. popped the quickest. Yeah, yeah, and he was in Kansas. He's in Kansas City's offense. Yeah. It's like we've already I mean, talked about this year when they take a running back. You know, that's probably going to be consideration for your one hundred and one. And now yeah. they have Holmes. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that that's an incredible first round. I mean, you're looking at half of those were surefire hits you know yeah. you got studs 
Yeah. Um, okay, so first round, meh, as Bobby likes to say, we got Mike Williams, John Ross, OJ Howard, and I put Njoku in there as well, yeah. just because I don't know. He's not worth it as a first, I guess. He's probably and, and honestly, you know, OJ Howard, same same thing. Yeah. They neither one of those guys should have been first, but for whatever reason that year, remember it was all the this is a historical tight end class, yeah. and like, none of it has worked out. We and got OJ, so caught up in it. And Howard looked unreal in that championship game that he won it for Alabama. So there was still that, yeah. you know, trailing him as well. But I'm with you. Never draft a tight end right here. Now, doesn't make sense. This could be the year that we see OJ Howard take that next step. I mean, it's all if it, if it's not now, yeah, when you know, it's never going to happen if it's not yeah. now with Tom Brady. The only right. problem with OJ Howard this year is Cameron Bright. I still think Bright is probably going to take some take some uh, some passes from Howard cool. and Njoku. As a, I mean, I've owned Howard and Njoku in the last probably month. Uh, <laughs> Howard, I don't anymore, which I probably should have. You know, just kept him or maybe just sat and seen if the whole Tom Brady stuff was real. Cause none of us thought we just thought, well, he's going to go back to, you know, New England, but you can't call yeah. this stuff. And then the Njoku with the Austin Hooper looks horrible now, but anyways, yeah. Learn. So, I mean, those guys still, you know, they, Njoku could get traded. Yeah. Tom Brady could really help out OJ Howard. Another concern there is obviously they're just, I mean, so many mouths that can be fed. Yeah. I mean, so much talent, like how much can really go around. Yeah. Y'all um, remember when the, well, go ahead and say your bus, Adam. Okay. Sorry, the phone screen. So the, the Adam's first round. <laughs> I see Adam were, go uh, out of the dock and then pop back into the dock. Adam's first round bus were uh, the 101, Corey Davis, and the 111, Taewon Taylor. Y'all Taewon Taylor. Taewon Taylor was the, uh, the, uh, Homepage for RSO there for a couple of years. They it still is, I think it's still <laughs> lingering around. I notice it from time to time. It's somewhere yeah. on there. Yeah, it was, and that should be noted too. That was the Western Kentucky football diehard uh, taking Taywan Taylor there at the one eleven. I was yeah. so pissed when he did that, man, because I had a second lined up for him. I was so annoyed that he did that. But, you know, thank thank you in hindsight. <laughs> thank you, Zach, for doing that. So, yeah, so we had six hits. We had four meh and two busts in the first round. So not too bad. Yeah. Um. So the second round here will go through one to 12. Samaje P. Ryan, Evan Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Zay Jones, Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson, Carlos Henderson, Jamal Adams, Deontay Foreman, Solomon Thomas, Jabril Peppers, and Marlon Mack. So this is home to probably the best rookie draft pick ever in Alvin Kamara at the 203 to Bobby. Uh, I'm still just, you know, now now owned by Addy for the 101. But Addy, what were some of the other first round hits that we had here? Okay, so Evan Ingram, obviously AK, Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson, Jamal Adams, Marlon Mack as well. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with all of those. Is that looks like one, two, three, four, five, six. Again, we have half of the second round as hits. Wow. Yeah, so that I mean 50% hit rate at this point. And yeah, so that's that's pretty unheard of. But you get into some pretty nasty busts here. Uh, you oh, had yeah. Jabril Peppers as a man. I would agree. I think he's been pretty decent for IDP purposes. Mm-hmm. 
But then you look at these busts, and my, oh, it gets grim. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, Zay Jones, Carlos Henderson, Deontay Foreman, and Solomon Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of those guys even get drafted at this point. Yeah. These were some, yeah, the busts were some major busts, that's for sure. Yeah. The busts were very busty in this round. No the doubt. second, though, here, you could, I mean, and we'll talk about a redo, but a bunch of these dudes would go early first in a, in a redo situation. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Miles Garrett. You know, there's probably a little bit of Deshaun probably as well. You know, Jamal Adams in hindsight, you probably don't want to give a first for him just because he's a safety, but he's freaking, you know, he's Jamal Adams. And the guy who owns him now won't take any less than two firsts for him. And same for Derwin, you know. He's in that category of a, you know, upper tier, you know, player. And it just, once you draft him and you hit on these dudes, it takes – it costs so many picks to buy these dudes back, but um, yeah, you're right. I think I think the Marlon Mack pick there at the the two twelve is kind of a a nice little late second round grab, and and Mack has been fine, and I think Indy likes Mack. I think Hines is going to be a little bit of trouble over the next year or two, but Mack should be fine in the interim. All right, so third round here, fellas. Let's jump down and look at round number three. So we're going 1-12. to 12. Curtis Samuel, D.D. Westbrook, Gerard Davis, Jamal Williams, Zach Cunningham, Jonathan Allen, Derek Barnett, Gerald Everett, Reuben Foster, Marshawn Lattimore, Ardarius Stewart, and Chris Godwin at the 3-12. Again, we see... We see the guy in the league who watches as much college football as anyone snagging Chris Godwin there. What a pick at 312. I mean, is that the best pick of the draft we've seen? It might be because um, I don't know, though. Man, that's really tough. But I mean, both those, AK or Godwin, that's that's incredible, both those values. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt that – the third round hits Chris Godwin, you know, leads that off. We'll do, like you said, the redraft here at the end of all this, but uh, the best pick yet it's coming, but we'll get to there. Oh, was it our Darius Stewart? Oh, it's fourth round. It's fourth round. Be patient, Josh. All right. All right. So, um, so you had Zach Cunningham as a hit. I agree. I think he's been pretty solid there in Houston. I actually made an offer for Cunningham today. Did Uh, you? I'll go ahead and tell you. I don't mind. Got shot down. Uh, so Ben has been wanting uh, Cam Newton. And I'm kind of half and half on Newton. I'm kind of a little bit upside and kind of like, you know, he might just not do anything this year. So I offered Newton and the 311 for Cunningham, and he didn't do it. Uh, wow. I thought he would. You know, Cunningham is in his last year of his RSO contract, but he's also in the last year of his contract with Houston. Uh, Merciless is there for another year or two. I think they picked up all his guaranteed money for this year, maybe. But um, I've seen some draft analysts already throwing uh, the Wisconsin linebacker, Zach Bond, to Houston. So I don't know. Maybe it might be a blessing in disguise. I like Cunningham. I think he's good against a run. I don't think him or Merciless is, is very good against any type of coverage. But for IDP purposes, you're really just looking for that stat line anyway. So I don't know. I. I'm still kind of on the fence about whether I'm I'm glad he didn't do it or not, but Cunningham's just okay to me. He's a great so, IDP player, but yeah. for the long term, I don't know that yeah. he's a great asset to have. Yeah, but yeah. maybe better in redraft. Yeah. Um, so you had Curtis Samuel, D.D. Westbrook, and Jonathan Allen on the meh pile. This is where it starts to flip, though, and you see the bust start to really outweigh the 
hits in the Met category because you pretty much have everyone else at this point. Gerard Davis, Jamal Williams, Derek Barnett, Gerald Everett, Reuben Foster, Marshawn Lattimore, and Art Darius Stewart in the bust pile. Uh, So you only had uh, five guys, though, but only two of them were hits in the third round. And maybe, you know, that's some of those guys probably given up too early on. I know uh, Barnett's still young. He could still develop. But what is this, his third? He's been in the league three years now. Yeah. I mean, he and I think he only has like 14 and a half sacks in that mm-hmm. three-year stretch. That's yeah. not that's not cutting it. But um, maybe, maybe he gets a, a bigger opportunity now um, with that line kind of having some question marks on it. Yeah. I was looking to see, I believe our Darius Stewart is the first guy we have come across that is no longer in the NFL. You'll be happy to know that he plays for the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. Mm. Nice. Don't get points for that, unfortunately. So uh, fourth round here, fellas, uh, we have Hassan Riddick at the 401, old Jake Butt. Danelle Pumphrey, Tack McKinley, Joe Williams, Malik Hooker, James Conner, your baby, Buddha Baker, Addy, Taco Charlton, Patrick Mahomes, TJ Watt, and Cooper Cup. This was a nice round as well. A lot yeah. of value here in the fourth. That's the one Bobby's talking about. Pick of the draft, Buddha Baker, baby. Buddha. I mean, but no. you also look at, you know, James Conner, Patrick me. Mahomes, TJ Watt, and Cooper Cup. If you look at, if you look at the, you know, round and pick versus the points that this player got for the team in the following year. I mean, that next year, what did Mahomes have? Like 550 points or something? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Josh, what would it take to acquire Mahomes right now? I think we've talked about this before. I don't know that I could even name a price because I would just regret selling him, whatever the price was, because sure. uh, I don't own him anywhere else right now. So I w- he would just be a guy I'd miss having on my team and getting to watch week to week. I think that's accurate. I think, I don't know. If somebody came with something stupid, like three first, would you do it for three first? For three first, depending on where they were, uh, yeah, I would do it for three first, I think. Huh. They'd have to be, they'd have to be what, like, You'd have to have one of them at least 106 and higher, maybe a late first and then a future first. I think, want- I'd, I think I'd have to have 102, 101, and 103. Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I, it would have to be <laughs> probably like at least one in the top like four picks. I agree. Um, uh, one in the later first would be fine. And then, yeah, maybe a 2021 first or something. Yeah, um, I agree, man. You're going to want, I mean, you definitely want some immediate return, I would think. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You're giving up maybe the, I mean. He's the QB from, one for the next decade in my mind. I mean, really, yeah. this is almost even make me rethink my, you know, my mixed ranks when you think about, I mean, Mahomes might be the asset to have in all IDP, even over a McCaffrey. I don't know. That's tough, man. That's tough. That's hard. If you yeah. Jackson, have a I mean, if Lamar Jackson does what you know what he did last year, if he keeps doing that same stuff, I mean, same thing with him. I mean, he, yeah. they're both just cheat codes. I think the problem though with with Lamar though is that I think Mahomes is going to have a longer career. I think he's going to have a you know the longevity of of him holding up is going to be better. I just think Lamar is too reckless. You know, he's got too much of that 
you know, wild running. But but he get I don't know. He's got a little bit of Russell Wilson to where he knows when to get down, knows when to get out of bounds. So you're right. I mean, it's it's tough. It's a tough call. Working yeah. out with uh, Antonio Brown. Did y'all see this? That's, That's not good news. No. Let's uh, uh, Lamar. Let's chill out a little bit. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news, but uh, not a lot of not a lot of good stuff around AB lately. <laughs> nope. The, I'd say the people who have been in his life the most frequently would be police officers uh, in the county that he lives in in Florida. Throwing yeah, those gummy bears at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <laughs> So you didn't have any fourth round meh picks. You had uh, Hassan Riddick, Jake Butt, Danelle Pumphrey, Tack McKinley, Joe Williams, Malik Cooker, and Taco Charlton on the bus pile. I don't think I'd disagree with any of those. Do you, Bobby? Oh, no, but those hits are pretty nasty. That's some nice hits. That is very, very... It's funny that the fourth had uh, looks like more than double what the third round had in terms of hits. What about uh, some of those names in that round? You seriously. got freaking Butt, Pumphrey, Hooker, yeah. and Taco, Buddha. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun name draft for it sure. It is a fun name draft. So uh, last round here, fellas, uh, this is where the fifth round, I just feel like we still haven't quite gotten this figured out at this point. Hey, do this real quick before we get to the fifth. So take my homes out of those fourth round hits. And you can have one of those guys for the next two or three years. Who do you want? Um, I would say um, Cooper Cup. Addy? Um, agree. Cooper Cup. Okay. And then take, defensively, take, it's going to be Buddha. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Out. You would take Buddha over TJ there? I would. Yes. Okay. Okay. I would. Absolutely. Yep. Guaranteed top five at his position. TJ Watt had a very nice year, but those kind of outside linebackers are really tough yeah. for our particular league uh, as far as week to week consistency. Mm-hmm. So fifth round. Yeah. Ooh, gross. Uh, Jordan Leggett, Adoree Jackson, Mitchell Trubisky, Marlon Humphrey, Noah Brown, Deshaun Kaiser, Gary on Conley, Derek Rivers, Kevin King, Jeremy McNichols, Wayne Gallman, and Josh Malone. So, mm. Addy had no hits. He had a Dory Jackson, Marlon Humphrey, and Mitch Trubisky in the meh pile. And fifth round bust, he literally just put everyone else. <laughs> so, <laughs> just replay it and listen to all those names I said. And, uh, yeah, I think a Dory Jackson, Humphrey, and Trubisky uh, have been fine. A Dory Jackson, he was the one who had the kick return yardage for the Titans. Is that right? It's a CB one that year. That's right. Of of that, yeah. That's why I remember the math category because I mean I remember he had that really good first year. Yeah, I mean, and then I believe Marlon Humphrey was the highest scoring player on the Ravens for IDP last year. Yes, exactly. And second was uh, Marcus Peters. Yep, exactly. They're two cornerbacks. So, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, are you going to be on Peters this uh, this year? I don't know. I'm, I, you know, Peters is just kind of a hard thing to, to get a grasp on. It is. You're absolutely right. It is yeah. hard uh, to figure out sometimes. I've heard that. Hey, what are y'all's thoughts here? I guess as we wrap this up on cornerbacks, it, you know, y'all have got some fourth or fifth round picks. Are y'all wanting to take cornerbacks at all at this point? Hell no. To the no. Where just stream. No. I agree. No. We haven't has have we come across any cornerback that we're like, oh yeah, that was a great pick. Oh yeah, baby. No, absolutely (laughs) not. No. I think if any of them started off as corners and have moved to safeties, have we had that in our Mm, no. 
I don't think so. Hmm. Man, I took Jeremy McNichols, and the dude got cut before he even started the season. I, um, that Julian, is hateful. Julian Love, he was a guy that was a cornerback, but he started playing safety at the end of the year. Uh, and so he was getting – he was kind of a nice little cheat code there at the end of the year. So, And it is nice to have an Adoree or a Desmond King, and you're not going to know it you know, right after the draft that they're going to return kickoff. That's the thing, man. It's Yeah, it's uh, – in theory, yeah, of course, we all would love to draft a, uh, you know, a cornerback that – scores a lot of fancy points, but it's just so hard to pin down those guys. Yeah. You know, it, it feels, it feels a lot more luckier than the other positions. So um, some undrafted gems, Addy, thanks for pulling this out here. Kenny Galladay, Johnu Smith, and Philip Lindsay from this draft. Those are three nice pieces. And Philip Lindsay gets the distinction of being the double undrafted guy and undrafted in the NFL draft, undrafted in – I don't think he went, obviously, in the auction or rookie draft for our league. He was a, right. he was that grab by the dude who kept a lot of cap last year or two years ago. He was the uh, first-round breakout. You see that some seasons where you get the week one breakout guy that people drop like 50% of their fab on. In That's fact, that – that was the year that it was Philip Lindsay and Tyler Boyd. That's it. That's who the other guy was. I was trying to think about. Yeah, both of them broke out that year, and he had them both. Yeah. So, Addy, why don't you run us through, if we were redoing this draft today, how would picks 1 through 24 shake out? Let's do uh, – let's actually do 24 to 1. I think that may be kind of fun here to go in reverse order. Okay, and I did this pretty quick, so, I mean, you know. I don't know if you're if you're tallying up at home, it may not be perf. All right. So trash. Get, off, get off my back. Uh so 24, um, Jabril Peppers, 23, Njoku, 22, OJ Howard, 21, Curtis Samuel, 20, TJ Watt, 19, Zach Cunningham, 18, James Connor, 17, Mike Williams. 16, Marlon Mack, 15, Kareem Hunt, 14, Buda Baker, 13, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I don't think I would disagree with anyone here in this new second round. I don't even – Bobby, would you move anyone around? Um, Um, I would maybe – I'm a big TJ Watt fan. Um, Even though he has the weird designation, I would probably have him up a little bit higher. But, I mean, I I can't say that I would want him. Yeah. Over a Marlon Mack, I guess, or a Buddha, really. I think I would. I think, I think what I would do is maybe swap TJ Watt out for Mike Williams and bump Mike Williams down to 20 below Zach Cunningham and put TJ Watt up there. Um, I don't know if I'd take him. James Conner is just so iffy right now. He's a guy I really don't know what the Steelers are going to do with. Uh, But yeah, I think I would maybe bump Mike Williams down and bump TJ Watt up a little bit, but that's about it. I'd say I probably would still want TJ Watt over Kareem Hunt right now. Wow, really? Yeah, I don't know. Too many things have stacked up for Hunt. I just think that it's not going to probably get any better for him. And Watt seems to be fine. What I struggled with with Hunt was he was so good that first year and a half that he was, you know, he he did return his value. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, it's just now – Mm-hmm. You know they're at the point where Hunt's not as valuable anymore because he's in the the timeshare with Chubb and all the trouble that he's gotten into and and you know TJ's also coming off his breakout year so it's just 
there it's 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 a tough evaluation on those on those guys yeah it's important it's an important point here that in this redraft at least in my mind you're getting all of their career yeah you're not just getting them from this point forward Right. So if you take Kareem, you're you're getting where he is now, but you're also getting the first year and a half where he was the best running back in football. And also yeah. taking into consideration too, the opposite side of that was Joe Mixon, you know, coming out of Cincinnati with the whole same situation that Kareem Hunt's gone through, but has been able to, you know, keep everything clean and as we'll see here soon, you know, is a was a top pick in that draft that, that year. All right, Eddie. Yeah, so, yeah, so let's sure. go. You took Joe Mixon? Yeah, I traded him. You did. You did. You tra- he got traded like so much those first yeah. two years. Yeah, um, yeah I, I had him at one point. I think I may have had him twice and traded him. So yeah, he was moving around a lot. Um, okay, so 12, Deshaun Watson. 11, Jamal Adams. 10, Miles Garrett. 9, Fournette. I may have been too high on him. Um, but he's another guy who's held his value throughout the last three years. 8, Cooper Cup. Seven, Mahomes. Six, Juju. Five, Mixon. Four, Godwin. Three, Dalvin. Two, AK. One, CMC. Just a ridiculous class. That it really is. Loaded. I mean, it feels like not too far off from an actual, like, dynasty ranking. Mm -hmm. You know? Really does. Such such an awesome class. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think the only tweak, I think I, I like where Fournette is there. I don't think I would argue with putting Jamal above Deshaun Watson just because you've got a guy who's number one at his position. Deshaun can absolutely be number one at his position, but he's got more competition in his way. I think the path is much clearer for Jamal Adams to be the safety one because he's done it before. Uh, Deshaun Watson would have to move Lamar and Mahomes off that number one spot and fend off Kyler Murray as well. So I would put Jamal just a smidge above him there. Uh, Fournette, I think, is in the right place. I would uh, take uh, Cooper Cup before I'd take Fournette. The only thing I would do maybe is move Mahomes ahead of Juju. That would probably be it. And honestly, maybe Mixon. I mean, as much as we all like Mixon this next year, I mean, Mahomes won people championships. Yeah, that's right. You know? See, I would probably move Mahomes to maybe the three. I love Dalvin. I love Chris Godwin too, but Mahomes is a pretty sure bet. We lost. We lost yeah. Dalvin for a year too, right? Yeah. Yes, that's true. To that injury, so that's a good point. If we're looking at the totality of their career. Yeah. Mahomes, you didn't get his first rookie year, though. Mm-hmm. So that's something else to keep in mind um, is that even though he his second year, he lit the world on fire and played really well this past year. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Eddie, you worried at all about Dalvin with a new offensive coordinator? Um, no, not really. You know, I right. think get, getting digs out of town, they're, they're going to he'll probably catch more balls now. I think I think he's OK. He should still be a RB one. I think they're actually probably about to lock him up long-term. I think that you've seen some recent cuts uh, and then letting some guys walk um, to free up money to extend him. Yeah. What about uh, how many years has Madison been in now? This will be his second year. He was a rookie. Man, Madison's good. People for for sure. He's a great, great backup. I even Um, like Mike Boone a lot. I mean, I know that was one of the unreal tournament picks that I was kind of pissed about. Cause I had, I had him in the queue before you sniped him, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a ridiculous class. I mean, miles Garrett an awesome IDP player. You got Jamal Adams, you got Buda Baker, 
Yeah, uh, Zach Cunningham, TJ Watt. Golly, man, IDP wise, it's so deep. But even those guys so are going late. Do what? Those guys were going late, you know, know. A lot of those guys. So that's 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 the hope with this class. Whenever you hear these, you know, these great classes, that's pretty much what we mean. We mean that the it's gonna there's gonna be obviously some studs, but there's gonna be these guys that leak through these later rounds that could be legit difference makers for you that will yeah. just be crazy values yeah. like you saw with Godwin and AK and Mahomes. And I mean, when you're, when you have with so much talent, yeah, there's going to be guys that slip through. But in light of, you know, kind of this upcoming ridiculous draft, look at Corey Davis and John Ross and Mike Williams and OJ Howard and Taewon Taylor. I mean, yeah, they were all first round picks that everybody probably thought, wow, John Ross ran a four, two, two. Well, yeah, great. Whatever. He also only caught – what did he have? Negative three points that year, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yes. he had negative points. Yeah. And I love so, Corey Davis. You know, I loved Corey Davis pre-draft. Like a, most, like a lot of people, Twitter was in love with Corey Davis. Yeah. Um, so revisiting this here, guys, you can see we talked about getting better at this. On the 2016 draft, we had a bust rate of 62%. A meh rate of 18 and a hit rate of 20. We did a little bit better in 2017, but the odds were still against you getting a player that was actually going to be a contributor to your roster. The hit percentage went way up 31.6%. The meh was at 18.3. The bust rate still 50.1%. So half of the rookie picks were total and utter busts for 2017. The problem, though, is that you got too many of the mass too high up. You know, your Mike Williams, your John Ross, your Jabril Peppers. You don't need to be having those mass in the first and second rounds. Those need to be in your third and fourth and fifth. You know, for the amount yeah. of money and RSO that you're spending on these dudes and the amount of, you know, capital that it's taking to acquire these picks, man, it just it's so hard when you when you miss on these guys. It, it makes it really rough. And that kind of goes to, you know, my trade I made today. It's not feasible to hit on six first-round picks. I mean, it's so, so hard. Even if you're the best at watching college football, keeping up with all this like draft analyst stuff, nobody knows. You're, you're, it's, it's almost impossible to hit on all of those picks. So, and you know, especially tied in, man, to be able true. to turn in, you know, turn in one of those late firsts. Yeah. To, to, I mean, we saw this was a, the, the historic tight end class that we saw right there. OJ Howard, Evan Ingram. David and Joku, how excited are you if you own those guys? You, you know, know, shout out to Dynasty Sneeko. We talked about that a little bit uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember, but go grab these Jay Sternbergers. Go grab these Trey. Uh, what's the dude up in the uh, up in uh, Detroit? Go grab some of these guys that are Hawkinson, yeah, Herb Smith, yeah, grab them and throw them on the IR for a year if that's what it takes because it's going to be three or four years before you can you know, let any of these dudes hit. And, and you know, Adam's really good at that. He grabbed Johnu a couple of years ago. He's had Irv Smith. He had Ian Thomas, you know. So, you know, it, it makes Maybe sense. Maybe Goddard. Yeah, Goddard. Grab three or four of these guys and, you know, let one of them hit in the next three or four years. It's worth it. It's worth noting here, talking about first-round picks, we've seen two drafts now. So that is 24 first-round picks between 2016 and 2017. Nine of them were hits. That's a 37.5% hit rate. So basically you have a, a close to a, a third chance, you know, a third of the picks that are going to be taken from this next draft are going to be hits. 
Yeah. So just again, this is to help sober everyone up that has rookie fever right now that yeah. these guys are not all going to be slam dunks. And take, so, into, take into consideration too, that this year, you know, if you look back in 2017, the whole first round is offense this year. It won't be the way that way, you know, you're going to have a chase young go somewhere. You're going to have an Isaiah Simmons go somewhere. I don't think you'll have another IDP sneak in the first. I guess you possibly could, but you're also going to be looking at maybe a quarterback or two probably in the first round this year. So, you know, Miles Garrett probably looks even better at the whatever he was, the 205, because somebody's probably going to go at the 105 this year and try to get a Chase Young. Yeah, wow. that would be something if he goes 105. I wouldn't be surprised, but. Hey, where does, I've been curious about this. Where does Burrow go in the rookie drafts? One quarterback. Yeah, one quarterback league, I think um, probably late first. Late first. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think you could see him 110 to 112 range, you know, because you're putting him in a good situation. Dude, Zach's got it now. Zach's got 110, 112. See, there's. I might have known a little bit of that, but he doesn't need him. He's got Deshaun. He's got one or two other pretty decent quarterbacks. So We'll see um, Deshaun get traded here in the next little bit. Then we'll know. Might need to go asking for old Deshaun. Yeah, after seriously. Post nuke. Yep. All right, fellas. Well, this was a fun soda. I love it. We said we were going to be about an hour, and here we are, an hour and 33 minutes. I think if someone put a gun to our head, at least to my head, and said, you have to be done with this pod in an hour, I would spend the first 55 minutes making sure my will was updated. Hey, hey the only person that's going to put a gun to your head, Josh, is your wife, Allie. <laughs> she's already gone to bed. I was like, Hey, you, uh, you still awake? You want to watch some, some TV? And she's like, no, just feed the baby at 1230. If he hasn't woken up. So are you guys done. You think you guys are done? I think so. I think, uh, Damn. I saw a bag. I saw a suitcase in the hallway. I think that's for me though. I think she's Damn. kicking me out to the shed. Divorce papers. Yeah. Ready. Seriously. We'll be praying for you, Josh. Seriously. That's Shut sucks. up, Adam. With the corona, and now you've lost your wife and your family. Can I move into your spare bedroom? No. Okay, thanks. So Josh, Christian you, of you. What are you doing between now and 1230? Uh, probably going to be eating about three bowls of cereal to drown my sorrows. Okay. So, okay, so we did. This is another whole other pod discussion we could have. Uh, the selection is is at Crossroads, so it's a little limited. It's kind of like an expanded gas station, so not the full grocery but went with honeycomb, Oreo O's, and cinnamon toast crunch. Nice, nice. Cinnamon so, toast crunch, goat. One of the goats. Yes, I totally night. agree. I I've been looking because one of my sneaky favorites that I don't know if they make anymore is waffle crisp. Oh, love some waffle crisp, but I don't know that they actually make it anymore, which is very sad. I don't think so. You make cookie crisp still. Cookie crisp is pretty good. I love the Oreo O's. I think they are delicious. Ooh. Eucharist. Yeah, That's right. I, I was gonna do it. I thought about doing it. Sure. <laughs> good job, Bobby. Very good. Uh, All right, yeah. fellas. Well, this was fun. Uh, we're glad we could come back at you all with the sod. The big threesome deserves a weekly sod here. Uh, yeah. So shout out the listeners. That, Josh, we didn't agree on that name. Well, that's happening. I've put it out there on two separate <laughs> pods. Varmints. Mangy varmints. Yeah. That's pretty good too. Yeah, we'll make some yeah. t-shirts. There awesome. you go. Get some on, cut Eddie. Off. Some, some cut, cut yeah. <laughs> you deserve. It's with some matching jorts, <laughs> yeah. uh, camo cargo jorts. So, yeah. uh, fellas, appreciate y'all making time for the pod. And if you all want to support us, uh, 
obviously share the pod with anyone that plays IDP or that enjoys good fast food takes. Uh, Leave us a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. Uh, You can support the show through Anchor. Just look at any episode description. You'll see a link. Uh, You can give a dollar, $5, or $10 on the Anchor platform. Uh, So however you want to support the show, check us out. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We're at Big3IDP. Uh, Just send an envelope full of cash to Markham's house would be good as well. I'll be moving in there here later Mm. this week. So that would be awesome if you could help us out in that way. Yeah. Said no on that, Josh. So I uh, heard yes. Bobby, did you hear yes as well? I see. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, get us, get, find a way to get us some money. All right. We're going to keep reinvesting it into the business. Um, which just means which which just means buying Popeyes and Baja Blast. <laughs> exactly. Right. And you know, with the quarantine and stuff, you know, that's that's prime time. That's what we're having to eat a lot of. So that's we need right. the money. We do need the money right now. I know everyone's struggling on hard times, but hey, we're bringing you a we're bringing you a show. We're keeping you entertained. The quarantine's not as bad when you got the big three, baby. <laughs> I think Madam's brain just caught the Rona right there, folks. <laughs> I probably do have it. You All probably do. Aside. Yeah, that's that's actually why we're doing this on StreamYard. So truly, I am afraid I might have it. I don't want to give it to the other guys, so then give it to their uh, their family, and then then it's just good God apocalypse and bowling green <laughs> pandemonium with Adam as patient zero, just wiping out everyone. Yeah, first man. Yeah, we get it now, sir. First man to die in Warren County from this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take care. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with y'all next week. We'll keep this rookie draft review going. We'll probably have some other fun sags to talk about at that point. We got some buddies coming to join us at some point as well. That's right. Yeah, we should tease. Uh, do we want to let them know who we're going to be having join us later towards the draft? Addy's oh, yeah. shaking his head yes. So we'll be having from IDP guys, Joey the Tooth, joining us uh, that last week before the draft. So this is, I believe, the week of April 19th. We will have him on the show to do a final draft preview. Uh, we'll maybe try to get some uh, one of the other IDP guys on uh, the week of the draft to help us do the recap show as well. So look forward to that. Going to bring you all some good draft content. Also got big things happening behind the scenes that are in the works. So stay tuned. Big three Big things are happening, fellas. They don't call us the big three for nothing. Try it. All right, y'all. Take care. Addy, why don't you take us out with a all right, all right, all right from Matthew McConaughey. Okay, everyone. Be good to each other. We're all going through it. Hunker down. Stay safe. We're one team. America. All right. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.